Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. Do you ever wonder how to get yourself published on a blog, in a magazine, or on a website? You're going to want to hear this episode to hear how. Thanks for tuning in to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and business consultant to wedding and event businesses just like yours. These ideas apply to businesses, not just wedding and event businesses, and I want to help you sell more, profit more, convert more leads, and have more fun doing it in the process. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, with my very special guest, Brittany Dry, who's owner and founder of Love, Inc. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Alan. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, it, it's good to see you virtually. I hope to see you in person again soon. I know. I hope so. <laughs> now, this topic, uh, it hits home for me because I used to publish wedding magazines and I was VP of sales at The Knot. And it was something that came up all the time. People wanted to get published. They want to get published. And it's it's still a thing, right? It's still a thing. <laughs> right? And you were telling me something before we started the recording. Now, you have your blog, right? You mm-hmm. have Love, Inc., and you now have a physical magazine. Feel free to hold it up for our YouTube fans here yeah. if, you're, if you're there. Beautiful. There it is. Now, you didn't used to publish a physical publication, but you did because? Yeah. So our readers were asking for it. Um, when we launched in 2013, we had done digital issues for several of the issues. And um, our readers were just they wanted, they were asking and they were wanting a print issue, which is the complete opposite of most of the publishing industry, which I'm sure you, you are well aware of. So we tried it and it did well. And so we're going to just continue. It's definitely like still smaller produced. I'm not a massive corporation. Um, so it's, it's print on demand available at lovingshop.com. But, but yeah, it's definitely, we wanted to give our readers what they wanted and decided to go print, which I'm a print girl. I started my career in print. So I, you know, I love it. But, um, you know, our industry is changing all the time. So, <laughs> But it, it does say something to our digital world because I'm also, I come from the print background, but also the digital side. And I get my news. I actually get the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal delivered every day, the physical paper. I get the updates on my phone. I know what's going on, but I still... The news that I wouldn't see on my phone is what I see in the paper. The articles and the ads you wouldn't see necessarily digitally because it's too easy to flip, you know, I'm mm-hmm. doing air quotes for us people who are listening. You can miss stuff like that. So, yes. so again, you are in the demographic of your audience. Why do you still love that physical print? Yeah. Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, when you are 
viewing things online, you're seeing what you want to see, what the algorithm thinks you want to see, um, what you're searching for, and you can easily miss some really great content. And with print, you're physically going through the magazine itself or newspaper itself. And so you stumble upon content that, you know, may not even make it online. And, you know, several publications, they, they don't put everything online. So um, it's really, you know, it's just additional content that, um, and with print, the imagery, I mean, you just can't replicate that imagery online. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're getting into high resolution and stuff yes. like that. However, there's also a multi-sensory experience with that. Um, for me, I'm in front of a screen all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. I like to not be in front of a screen. When I'm not writing books, I actually tend to do audible these days, but I love a physical book. I actually just updating one of my books and I took one of my physical books and a red pen and I didn't do it online. I just read the book and I made my changes there. There's mm -hmm. something to that. But that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is content and editors need content. What a lot yes. of people don't realize is if you're an editor, which you are, you know, there's only so much content you can create yourself. And you need to get it from other people and people have content. So who are some of the people that are coming to you and at, like you're speaking at a conference, who are the people that are asking, Hey, I would like to know how to get published. Yeah. I mean, photographers, you know, for the yeah. first and foremost, like that's, that's who does the majority of the submitting when it comes to real weddings and engagements right. and, and live events just because they are the owners of the copyright. So it makes sense that they do it. But I also get submissions from planners and from the couples themselves. And, you know, we have our own submissions platform. But what makes it challenging is that literally every single publication has its own route to take and guidelines to follow, which I'm sorry, guys, we're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and and the reason for that is you publish different ways at different times. Exactly. You're, we have different uh, beats. Everyone, you know, and this is just the wedding industry specifically because people think, oh, wedding publications. But within those wedding publications, you have so many various niches and focuses. You have the local publications. You have the niche ones like myself that is focused on equality. You have ones for, you know, style focus, like boho or rustic, you know, whatever it may be. I always like say, like, if you have an event, there's usually like a blog for it. There's one that focuses on elopements and intimate weddings. So it really has to be a strategic match for the publication with the event. And a lot of people don't realize that. They just want to submit to the top five and, you know they wonder why they don't ever get published. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple of things with that. One is the top five are also getting more submissions, which more means submissions. more more competition there. I remember when I was at The Knot, uh, the photo editor would say to me, you know, I get a lot of beautiful submissions, but they look like what we're already yeah. publishing. And I don't need more of what we're already publishing. Right. I need what we haven't published. So is that one of the pieces of advice uh, that you're telling people is don't give them what they have? Right. I mean, you want to look at the content that they're producing so that you know that your event is in line with with their voice and with the imagery that they share. Um, but you also, you know, if they've produced a bunch of California weddings in the last month, they're probably not looking for California weddings, you know, coming up. So you just, you know, typically we work three months out for digital. So you want to keep that editorial calendar in mind as well. But it's really important to not only, you know, be smart and look at the content that they're doing to ensure that it fits, but 
if they've been doing this one trend for the last year and you have an event coming up that has that trend in it, that's not going to be applicable three months from now or six months from now. So there's a fine line between being, you know, too trendy. Like, you know, it's, you don't want to be, I guess you don't want to like go beyond the trend. Like it's, well, there, you, what sense. you're working with is history. What you're right. seeing already online we've, was submitted. We've done it. Right. You was submitted three months ago. So keeping in line with, again, if it's a boho blog, then you want to certainly give them boho. Is Obviously, it's photographers is the main key. Like you said, mm-hmm. they own the copyrights there. But is it just about the pictures or is it also about the story? It depends on the publication. Um, so for me, I love the love story. I definitely incorporate that into my features. But not all publications do a lot of copy. It's mostly imagery. So the love story, you know, I fe- I'm seeing more publications incorporate that more, just bringing like some authentic voice to the copy. But um, it's still very much about imagery, I would say, for the majority of the publications. Right. Well, we we see the pictures. Mm-hmm. We're not going to read the words if we don't like the pictures, right? <laughs> because you have to think of, you know, how are people consuming this content and the purpose of it? You know, I feel like loving audience is a little different um, because of our focus than your average publication. But your average wedding publication is to be inspired, is to get ideas. It's not necessarily like, okay, well, you know, John and Matt got married at this Florida venue. Yeah, they're a cute couple, but I don't really care about them. Like, I want to see that venue because I'm looking at that venue to get married. Right. But so. there, the details there if there's a good story behind the details, like why this, I remember going to a wedding years ago, one of, one of my sales reps when I was VP of sales at the Knot, big Boston Red Sox theme, right? Because they're mm-hmm. big Boston Red Sox fans. The groom's cake was Fenway Park. The dog had a Boston Red Sox bat bandana on it. So, you know, why, you know, why this stuff over there mattered, all the little details that mattered yeah. on that. So with Love Inc., you have the blog, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have the physical publication now. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing with the digital world, are people consuming this more mobile, do you know, than desktop or laptop? Um, My statistics, yeah, I would say definitely more mobile. So if you are submitting, if you're a photographer or planner looking to submit, check out that publication's mobile presence um, because that is how the majority of my my content's being consumed. And I, you know, I would say from what I've gathered from other editor friends, their content's being consumed on mobile as well. So if their content doesn't transfer well to mobile, you're not going to get as much love, you know, not going to get the most impact out of that submission. So you want to make sure that the publication you're submitting to um, or interested in being published on has a good mobile presence. And that kind of goes along the same thing with advertising. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I tell my clients all the time, I'm looking at my 27-inch high-definition monitor and your presence on the Nod or Wedding Wire or Guides for Brides or Weddings Online, you know, around the world, people listening. But that great picture shrunk down to a phone all of a sudden has lost its its impact. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I now can't see the couple because they're so small in this panorama that you sent there. So the right thing in the right format. So if you are looking to submit to a particular blog, I, I think we should just assume that at least half and half mobile versus desktop, right? At least. At least, yeah. If, if not more. So look at it that way. Uh, one thing, I, when I'm asked to submit articles and stuff, I always ask, you know, so how many words? You know, what are you mm-hmm. looking for? Do most blogs or people that accept submissions post their submission guidelines? 
Yes. So if you go to most publications, usually it's at the bottom of the page or at the top nav. Um, there is like a how to submit button or submit to us and you click on it and they have all of their submission guidelines, what they look for, amount of images to submit, uh, credits that they want to see, anything that they want to see in a submission that will be there. And that's often overlooked. <laughs> right. And and I think that's one of the reasons also that some submissions get overlooked. I remember the, again, the photo editor at the knot, mm-hmm. somebody would send her in so many photos. Like I can't look through all these. No, do the work no. for them. Do Please. the work for them. <laughs> you do not want to be sending more than 200 tops tops. I don't know any editor who wants to see the full 2000 picture gallery. <laughs> Um, that's a lot of work and I've declined submissions just because like, I can't go through this. Like I don't have time. This is, you know, a gorgeous wedding, but yeah, you know, but we t- have hundreds of submissions. 200 <laughs> still sounds like a lot though. It is. And I would say that is uh, no more than that. Um, okay. most, most would say around 75 to a hundred okay. for a wedding. That's, that's our guideline 75 to a hundred for, for wedding events. And then like less than if it's an elopement or an engagement session. I would do no more than 50. Yeah. And what about the balance between uh, people and details? That's another one. <laughs> um, details by far is is the reigning king on that. As much as I love the shots of grandma crying, like it's nice and, and I will incorporate it um, sometimes if it's a really great photographic moment happening, but the majority of publications... They don't publish people. It's just not something that readers are looking for. They're looking for, you know, the detail shots. And I'm seeing it, you know, become a little bit more um, incorporated to help tell the story. But I think photographers are drawn to people naturally. And so they submit a lot more people shots than what the editor is going to want to see. So, you know, a few here or there, fine, obviously of the couple, but of guests dancing drunk on the dance floor, probably not going to get, you know, we're probably not going to publish those. So save that space for ones that, you know, the detail on, you know, on the cake or the detail of the bouquet or, you know, something that is going to do really well on Pinterest, for instance. (laughs) That's, That's the ultimate goal is to bring imagery into the content and then put it on Pinterest and, you know, drive traffic because I think it's safe to say for most publications, Pinterest is our biggest traffic driver. But you do want the couple. I understand not the Oh, guests. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we definitely okay, want to see the couple. Just, you know, minimal guests. We don't need to see, right, you know, right. cousin Joe on the dance floor. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I was talking about the couple because I noticed uh, if I look at a real wedding on Wedding Wire, let's say, it starts with the couple. It'll have the couple. There might be some other people. Then it goes mm-hmm. to detail. But it yeah. comes back to the couple. And then it yep. goes to detail. It comes back to the couple because let's face it, it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. So if you just show me the details, you know, this could have been a style shoot for all I yeah. know. No, you right. definitely, yeah, you definitely, that's a, you know, a really typical formula. You definitely want the couple for sure. Um, when I was like saying people, I meant like guests and. Right. Oh yeah, yeah no. Yeah, they're there. They're, if they happen they're there. to be in the picture, well, if it matters, like again, if there's a, if there's a touching moment with the couple and grandma, mm-hmm. that that's great. But, you know, let's make it about this couple and their details, their right. style, what they did. But again, rolling back to what you said before, in the context of that particular publication, it's not one size fits all. Right. I sent this same wedding to 10 different places and some of them are looking going, well, why did you send me, you know, this wedding? I, I don't, 
publish yeah. that, you know? Or if it's a South Asian wedding blog and you send them a couple that's obviously not South Asian, like, okay, it's pretty wedding, but yeah. that's not for my audience here, right? What's yeah. the inspiration that we're going to have here? So what are your some of your best tips then for people that are looking to get published? My biggest tip is to make it a marketing decision. Um, do it less about where you want to get aspire to be published and think about the marketing aspect. Is it going to bring the audience you want? So as wonderful as some of these, you know, big publications are, what is the content? Who's their readers? And is that reader your perfect client? Because oftentimes that, that doesn't match up. Um, I see photographers just sell me pretty, for example, very strong voice, very strong aesthetic. That's why they do really well. Um, but I see photographers that have like moody vibes, just dream about getting in a style pretty. And I'm like, that's not your audience. Their readers are not going to be drawn to that style of photography. Their readers are drawn to that light and airy style. So, you know, oftentimes wedding pros are just enamored by, you know, the name or the Instagram followers. And it's so much more than that because, I mean, at the end of the day, the purpose of getting published is to be seen by potential clients. So if you're not being seen by potential clients, it's not going to do you any good. Um, so you get a badge on your website. Great. Like if it's not bringing in the right people, then, right. you know, it's not, that's not the the goal here. So my biggest tip is to treat it as like a matchmaking strategic decision and look at the audience of that publication um, I feel like local publications are often overlooked and they are some of the most powerful as far as bringing in potential clients, you know, so definitely like don't overlook the local pubs. They may have a smaller Instagram following, but their audience is much more, you know, tapped in because it's so, it's a niche, it's niche marketing. You know, you're, if you're a photographer and you are in Tampa, you should be publishing with Marry Me Tampa Bay. It's a great local resource. And I know, I mean, I know so many across the States that people just, they don't acknowledge like how powerful these editors, you know, what they bring to the table and how powerful they are for the local couples and how great of a resource they are. Well, they can be hyper-local, which no mm -hmm. national publication can. And, right. and I've been saying this and I, again, I consult to Wedding Wire and then I consult to Wedding Pros around the country and around the world. You want that reach, you said it, it's the same conversation as when you're trying to decide where should I advertise my business? Mm -hmm. Start with the audience. If it's not your audience, turn away. That's it. Done. You're yeah, done. That's absolutely. it. There's nothing else to talk about. The feather in the cap. I love that you said that this is not about the feather in the cap. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. If it's also the right audience and the right marketing decision, the right effort, advertising marketing takes something. It either takes time, it takes money or both. And the decision to say, I want to get published, first of all, you have no control over that because you're mm -hmm. going to submit. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have this much control. If you don't submit, you're definitely not getting published. Right. <laughs> right. The second thing is if you submit, you have no control whether you get published, but you have a chance to get published. And I love that you talked about the local ones. Again, Marry Me Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. NJWedding.com, all of these. Mm -hmm. You probably also have a better shot of getting published there, maybe. You know, certainly because yeah. again, the competition's not there versus Style Me Pretty and, you know, some of the nationals. Yeah. Um, so that's tip number one. What's what, what would you say is something else or what are some of the mistakes that people make? Uh, I'm not reading those guidelines that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. right. um, that is like 
editor pet peeve is when um, we really lay out the guidelines of what we're looking for and people don't follow them. They just submit blindly. A, it's either doesn't match our content. So for example, for Love, Inc., we're equality-minded. In my guidelines, it says specifically, you know, we don't feature wedding pros who are not LGBTQ plus inclusive. Um, This is literally what we're about. So when you submit to me and I reach out to confirm, because I do that with literally every single vendor featured on our site, and you say that you don't work with LGBTQ plus couples, it pisses me off because it's like, did you not look at my site at all? Um, Did you not read my guidelines? Or like local blogs receiving weddings from places that aren't local. It's just, right. it's just a matter of under almost disrespectful, I would say, to not even look at the site that you're submitting to and get to know the publication. And secondly, you know, like everyone has their own image, you know, size requirements. So that's really, really important, especially with print. I feel like I go back and forth with print <laughs> sizes needing high resolution. Um, for some reason, that is, um, people don't get it. I don't know why. 300, 300 pixels, that's what you want. <laughs> it's in the guidelines. It's in the guidelines. And <laughs> um, yeah, so so just reading the guidelines and, and doing what they ask, make sure to send links that work. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a gallery link that is not working or is broken. So really just make sure that, you know, before you hit submit, just do a little, little checklist of, of things. Um, I actually have a checklist. If you want it for your audience, I will send it to you. <laughs> like just submissions checklist. You send, of, um, send me, I'll put it into the show notes. You yeah. send me a link to that along with all of your links. I, I remember when I was uh, doing interviewing for salespeople and other jobs, and I would get these generic cover letters. Like, you couldn't mm. take the time to personalize or worse, a cover letter that talked about a position that wasn't ours. Like it was a mm-hmm. totally different job. I remember somebody applied for a sales job and it was something about nursing. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Like you, you couldn't, couldn't take the time to do that. You're just going to get put to the side. You know, Brittany's too busy. Other editors are too busy. The easier you make it, you reduce that friction. Um, mm-hmm. I also noticed with the photo editor at The Knot, you know, she would publish some of the same photographers again and again. And people were like, well, they get published again. Well, they also they knew what she see. wanted. Yeah. Immediately. Now, can you develop a relationship with an editor that way where you can be like, hey, what do you need? You know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have those relationships of like, okay, this photographer knows what works for Love Inc., knows what I look for, makes the submission process really easy. So I'm going to plug our friend Megan Ely here. So for your listeners, Megan, she's been on your show, right? Has she uh, been on? She, w- she will be. <laughs> okay. Um, so she runs OFD Consulting, which part of her company, she actually helps place submissions. So she works with photographers, planners, and does the submissions process for them. So when I get a submission from one of her clients, I know that it is spot on. She has all of the, the vendor credits, nice, nicely packaged for me with links and Instagram handles. She has all the details that are needed in the copy cover letter. She has the images curated to 75 perfectly. And it's it's on point of loving content. So I, you know, I feature a ton of her clients because it is so on point and so perfect for Love Inc. And she makes my job so easy. So if you know, I definitely recommend 
if you had a really great experience with an editor on a submission, definitely harness that relationship. And how would you suggest to uh, kind of uh, cultivate that relationship? Um, I mean, I would definitely start by engaging with the publication online, Instagram, you know, sharing the content and just supporting them. You know, you, we all see the likes and the comments and the DMs come through and, you know, especially for larger publications, they get filtered out. But when we see, we see the same people, you know, we notice that. And when we're seeing a consistent support, um, we remember it. And then when you, when you make our lives easy on the submission, we definitely remember that. And so just, you know, email them afterwards and say, Hey, I really loved, you know, working with you. Thank you. Be appreciative that they shared your work. Thank you so much for sharing this event. Um, we loved photographing it or we loved planning it and we would love to send you more. Is there any feedback you'd like to give us so that we can, you know, make the submission even easier for you? And, you know, just really just be there and be supportive. And it's less about like what they can do for you and make it more about what can you do for them. Right. And, and uh, do uh, gifts help? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the publication. Um, I know like some like the New York Times and stuff, they like literally cannot, re- cannot receive gifts. But yeah, I don't, I mean... I've never received a gift. <laughs> am hint, I, am hint, I hint. doing something wrong? I know. Come on, guys. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. She's not the New York Times. Hint, hint. Her boss isn't going to tell her no. So, so there you go. Well, again, you say say thank you. It doesn't have to be like a, a big just, deal, but just, yeah, just but saying, saying thank you. It goes, right, it goes far for sure. Right. When it's, and then sharing afterwards, you know, and being excited and proud of being featured. Um, it really goes a long way. And, and we see that. Right. And, and again, it's the interaction. So someone who's looking at a particular publication, you should be reading their content, following their blog, and then not just sitting back, making comments, not about you. Mm-hmm. Again, exactly. contributing, you have that, adding value. Yes. Authentic engagement for sure. And you, you know, and if they have their own personal Instagram, follow them on there, engage with them there. That is a great way to you know, establish relationships on a more personal, um, for me, like I, my Facebook is definitely more open than my personal Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is actually private, but my Facebook, I friend basically anyone in the industry. (laughs) It's like, Oh, you have 30 friends in common. They're in the industry. All right. Sure. So, you know, connecting with them on, on any social medias, they, they can approve or not, you know? Right. Although uh, you got to be careful with that Facebook. I'm perpetually at 4,950 something. I know your trick. You told me your trick that you do. (laughs) Yes. yes. I'm floating. I'm floating again. I got the notice the other day. I'm again above 4,950 or 4,960 and 5,000. They cut us off. Can we, can we lobby them for more? Like I I have more connections. You gotta, you gotta allow, allow Alan more Come on, Facebook. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I have almost 12,000 on Instagram. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Why not, over, no. why, not, why not over here? Okay. So last thoughts for people who are looking to get published. What else do you think is important for them to know? Well, you definitely want to get the most out of being published. So you submit, it gets approved, it gets published. Yay. Doesn't end there because you are now going to have eyes on your website. And one of the biggest things that I see 
And one of the most missed opportunities is that their website is not good. <laughs> <He's being kind>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not good. You're it's it's hard to find the information. It's hard to find a contact page. The imagery is not good. You're gonna have eyeballs on your site, so get your ducks in a row before you get published, and make sure that when people are coming to your Instagram page, it's active. When they're coming to your website, it is pretty and appealing, and people are gonna want to book you from it. Because as editors, we can only do so much. We can send people to your sites and to your Instagrams, but it's your job to capture them and keep them. So that's one of the biggest missed opportunities. People think like once they get published, that's it. But um, in order to make the most out of that publication, you want to share the article, of course, and then just make sure that, you know, all of your online presence looks good. You're ready to engage, comment, you know, when it is shared on social, comment and answer any questions that, you know, readers have. So if you are the floral designer and people are saying that they love the bouquet, respond back. Thank you so much. We loved working on this wedding. You know, the bride really wanted hydrangeas in it. You know, what a right. authentic conversation. Um, because A, that's going to give another touch point of you to those followers. And it shows that you care. It shows that you're, you know, you're listening to them and that you want to help them with their questions, whatever it may be. It just gives a little extra. And I think a lot of people miss that point in the publishing process. Yeah. I, I Whenever somebody tags me in anything, I make it a point. That's the first thing I do every morning. And I always do it during the day. Who has brought me into their conversation? And I'm going to go back. Uh, I saw something the other day. People know I'm a bourbon guy. Angel's Envy Bourbon, one of my favorites, uh, had this thing because... Uh, bourbon is made in new American oak, white oak barrels, that they will plant an oak tree if you will post a, a picture and tag Angel's Envy. So I did. And my the bottle that I posted was about halfway or more empty mm -hmm. uh, with my glass. And I posted, you know, posted whatever it was. And then I said, but don't worry, I have two more full bottles <laughs> backing this up. And I tagged Angel's Envy mm -hmm. and they came back and they made a comment. And I said, you know, hey, we need those American white oaks for, for more barrels for you. Yeah. This back and forth right. again is the authentic me. Social is not social if you're not having a conversation. Right. So one last thing I was thinking of when you were saying this before, have you ever not accepted a submission because their website was so bad? Not... So usually the photographer's website, the, it's like the big ones, you know, the venue, photographer, planner, those are good. Right. The worst ones that I've come across are like the miscellaneous okay. pros. Okay. Those are the biggest culprits, hair, makeup, rentals, um, DJ. Oh God, DJ. Wins are the worst. <laughs> I love you guys. Of, but we, yeah. We have a lot of DJs listening and, and I actually had somebody the other day. Um, I forget why he sent me the link to his site. I think we were having some conversation on Facebook Messenger or whatever. And I went and looked and he asked me mm -hmm. what I thought. And I'm like, oh. Honest, yeah. <laughs> does he really want to know? <laughs> does he really want to know? And I, I'm always of the opinion, well, if you asked me, you want to know. I'm going to tell you nicely, but mm -hmm. I had to tell him. So what I did is I sent him two links to other DJ sites that I thought were good. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, if I was looking at your site against these two, 
I think you can see that, you know, your dark background, light text, whatever, doesn't hold up well. I said it in a nice way, but I had to say it because yeah. it had to be, it had to be said. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it does reflect on you as well. Photographer sites tend to be very heavy on images, which mm-hmm. is great. I think from a marketing standpoint, most photographers' websites actually stink because they're not good at the marketing aspect. They're good at the mm-hmm. image aspect, not at the text, not at the asking for the next steps and stuff like that, but they're beautiful. Yeah. But so no, you want to, yeah. And you want to make sure that it, you make it easy for the person to access your information to contact and, and submit that query. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that is a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole lot. We can talk about that another time. Okay. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put into the show notes links for love Inc for Facebook, for Instagram. You'll send me a link for that yeah. submission guidelines thing. Yeah. We'll put that over there. Um, what is the website for love Inc? loveincmag.com and on social at loveincmag across Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, all the things. You name it. If it's, <laughs> if it's, if it's there, you are there at Loving. Right. So, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you at the next live wedding MBA, maybe? Not doing wedding MBA uh, this year. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know when my next one is. All right. Well, I just got done with Nathan Cater source. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. Slowly easing my way back in. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think we all are. So uh, thanks again for joining me. I'll put all that into the show notes and uh, let's do this again. All right. Thanks so much, Alan. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website, at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.